Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com Give us an understanding of the market. Give us an understanding how the market's fluctuated during the course of the the week uh, as well, Tristan. Yeah, no, it certainly has uh, jumped around a little bit. So we opened the market up at uh, 17 and a half and it was there for a little while at 17 and a half, hovered around about that line. Then we shot it all the way up to 20 and a half. It only briefly touched 20 and a half for for probably an hour or so. And then it popped back down to 19 and a half lane, the plus. It has been a bit in and out. Um, the total points is 45 and a half in this game. Obviously, the Aussies very short at $1.08, Samoa $7.50. So Australia are expected to win. All the uh, the interest is going to be at the line and the totals. When the teams come out, we'll have our anytime try scorers out, which aren't quite. Um, oh, yeah, no, sorry, they are out at the moment. So we've certainly got all of those markets there, which, um, yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll be, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of activity, I feel, on the same game multis on this match with some uh, try scorers into lines and totals and that like. Um, teams is interesting. So Jared and I, you separately uh, and, and, and myself have heard word that there's going to be a change. I, I spoke with Trevor Gilmeister earlier today on radio and it, I, I just sort of threw on, you know, what, what are we expecting from teams? And he volunteered, oh, you know, Mal's looking at how he might be able to get Reuben Cotter into the game at some point. What have you been hearing, Jared, around what the Australian makeup might be? Something very similar, Jimmy. And if we go back to last week, I couldn't believe that Tino... Uh, came off the bench and then didn't get into the game until you know about 20 minutes to go, he and then made a clear impact. And yes, playing into a game when fatigue was starting to set in, he was going to stand out. But um, I would have thought that he started in my side. Um, I would have been leaving Jake out, and I would have had Cotter coming off the bench. Um, I think one of Australia's problems over the last couple of weeks has been that they're swapping and changing and moving key players around hasn't settled on the right combination and the right game plan and one of the things that they were lacking against New Zealand last week was banging it forward and their their yardage and trying to uh, break the advantage line. Now uh, Tino certainly does that for you and he also stiffens up I think the defence. Now the word seems to be that Campbell Gillard may be the man that misses out. Tino uh, starts and Cotter comes in on the bench, uh, which also suggests that uh, Jake Dubojevic uh, retains his place. So there's no doubt that he's a high work rate player and he cleans up a lot of stuff and does a lot of stuff. I would have gone with the two big men and left Jake out because I think Campbell Gillard and Tino starting and then Cotter coming off the bench is where you want to punch New Zealand back, uh, sorry, the Samoans through the middle and try and match what they have up front, but also dominate your yardage moving forward. Because if Australia get a little bit of room to play, they have the strike to really hurt the Samoan team. Uh, you're not going to believe this. I literally have had an email come through uh, from the Gallagher Kangaroos, a National Rugby League media release. Meninga has made no changes to the 19 players selected for last week's semi-final. Squad listed in alphabetical order with official squad numbers is as follows. So that is absolutely no help. Uh, whatsoever until we, we actually get Official there. squad numbers. Uh, Jimmy, who's wearing 53 this week? <laughs> it's not ridiculous. I think there should be someone in 53, but that's a story for another time. Um, Jimmy, is the Samoan team on that same uh, list? No. No, okay. No. So you're, you're the presumption... Well, uh, Fatamanu Brown is out. Um, we know that Danny Levi is out as well. Chanel Harris-DeVita looks like the man moving to the dummy half position, which... 
we know is such a crucial position in any game of rugby league, let alone a rugby league World Cup final. Um, that's that's problematic in my mind, Jared, around how this Samoan team plays. Oh, Jimmy, it's a disaster. I, um, I can't believe that the markets are where they are. So, you know, if we go back a week ago, Australia started minus 12 and a half against New Zealand. And I suggested that if I thought New Zealand aimed up, that looked a little bit too generous. But if we then look at then the Samoan side into this week, they have no recognised hooker. They'll then look to play Tavita Harris, who looked all at sea and under fatigue in playing that role last week. Who then is going to play the backup behind him? I mean, you know, they'll be handing out Guernseys to somebody walking into the ground at the moment because they're so short on key players in those key positional roles. On the back of that, I have listed at least another um, five players that are now missing from their squad if we go back four weeks ago. So we're taking six or seven key players out, including the two starting number nines. Um, and of that, there's at least three key forwards. Um, I don't know that there's been enough media focus or exposure to the fact that this Samoan team is so much thinner than it was weeks ago. And though that impact last week was one of the reasons that, you know, when they got leads against England who were poor, that they couldn't hold on. It's a complete different cup of tea this week. Um, you know, Australia got the opportunity to pick their best seven. I mean, there's already arguments about amongst us who starts. I mean, Mal's got the luxury of just picking the best. He's got no major outs. Um, I think the line, at, when it went up nine and a half and it's, it's been eight and a half and there are some places who've had seven and a half this week, I, I'm just gobsmacked at that number. Uh, I personally think it should be mid mid to high 20s. I think 26 and a half is at least somewhere where I had it marked. All right, before we get to actual tips leading out of this game, uh, Tristan, thoughts on the the side that Mal settled on, which you know I think we all agree probably should have settled on it earlier. Maybe he was trying to keep the peace, but uh, and then the criticism that comes to Munster to a degree, Cleary more directly, uh, and then the manner in which they're playing, um, it, it's sort of fair and unfair in a way. Yes, they haven't played as well as they could have, but we understand the circumstances of that. How do you see it? Yeah, I, I completely agree, and and you know I, I think if uh, if maybe a couple of things that had gone a little bit differently in that semi final, we'd be having a completely different conversation right about now because I think by not uh, settling on that side against that against Lebanon and, and giving you know a, a week to get though everything into rhythm, I think could have really impacted that result, and it probably did. But now they're at a point, I suppose, where they've had that run there. You know, they'll they'll, they'll be confident if they can get a few points early against Samoa, then you would probably expect they'll be able to run up a bit of a scoreline. So, yeah, I, I, I think the criticism is probably warranted in, in, in some event, but I, I certainly think there's a reason behind it. And, and I certainly, you know, I'm still a little bit baffled as to as to how that all unfolded. Well, I, I, I agree. I think the criticism is warranted. But as a good friend in England said to me earlier this week, you can just see how this is now going to unfold. And Mel now potentially walks away smelling like roses and it was all OK. Um, I think the criticism is valid. I, I think chopping and changing the team since Lebanon onwards, in my opinion, has uh, not been right. But there's been an expectation as a dollar fifty and then a dollar forty and then a dollar thirty warm favourite that Australia would just waltz their way through. Well, now not playing England, playing Samoa who are busted with a whole heap of key outs. If Australia end up waltzing through here and win very comfortably, well, Mal just puts his hand up and says, "G'day, guys." 
see this, this is the World Cup and we won by a big margin. I don't know what all the hullabaloo was about. Yeah, that's right. He'll win the World Cup for the second time, joined Bob Fulton with that distinction. And um, I think he signed for next year. But beyond that, you know, you've got to remember the next World Cup's only three years away. So 2025 in France. Righto. Come on, Jared. What, what's your tip? And can they cover the line, Australia? Oh, no, they can't, Jimmy. I, I, I think the line's way too low. And, you know, I, I love what Samoa have done the last couple of weeks. I think what they've done for the game is outstanding. But, you know, they, I just hate the fact that they're now going to go into this game uh, so undermanned in, in key roles in the middle. Uh, plus, uh, they've got no Tago on the outside. I just think they're going to be up against it with uh, forward pressure and momentum through the middle from Australia. Um, I'm sure it's going to be rusty and, and bits and pieces coming out of dummy half and their ball play. It's going to put a lot of pressure on their seven and their, and their six. Um, I think they're really going to struggle. I think Australia then just power away with the game. I think Australia win very comfortably. I think they really put their foot down in the second half, go away with a big margin win. Um, I'm very comfortable that Australia cover the nine and a half. I'd be very surprised if it's, if it's uh, closer than that. Uh, 45 and a half is the total points. I'm, I'm, well, it's, you know, I think it was 43 and a half a couple of days ago, 44 and a half yesterday. I think it heads north. I think Australia put a lot of points into the game. And conversely, coming back, the one strength that Australia have had through the last three or four weeks is their defence has been very, very good and they've worked very hard uh, in keeping teams to low scores, if not, um, I think their best has been one try. Uh, against them a couple of weeks ago. And then New Zealand last week got 14 and got nothing in the second half. Where do Samoa points come from? Australia for mine comfortably.